Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Worship Life Podcast. I'm Chrissy Hutchings, and it's Wednesday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day. Whether you're staying in your own backyard, grilling burgers, at the beach celebrating, or traveling abroad, I hope you're having a great day. Later on tonight, the majority of Americans will be celebrating with fireworks. So make sure to keep yourselves and your family safe. Look, if I went back in the archives, I could tell you some stories about people that didn't keep themselves safe. But that's for another podcast. Uh, We want to extend a gigantic thank you to all of our military men and women who are standing on the front lines and those holding up the rear who make tremendous sacrifices to ensure our freedoms. God bless you. We appreciate you and your families. And God bless America. Our topic is very fitting for today's celebration, freedom, and what does it mean to you? I'd love for you to comment and let me know what does freedom mean to you? Freedom means different things to different people. And the reason for that is we all have very different experiences uh, in the world and in an, and in our country. And um, I will, I'll go first and let you know what freedom means to me. Freedom to me first is freedom in the mind. Because if my mind is not free, it doesn't matter how much financial freedom I have or health freedom that I have. If my mind is in a prison, guess what? Every part of me is going to be in that prison. Religious freedom is extremely important. We're blessed to gather and hear the word of God and worship as we please. And I'm very grateful for that. But there are times in our free society that people in religion don't feel so free. They're bound in their minds and in their thinking, and they're not able to experience the spiritual freedom that Jesus came to bring us. Or, worse yet, they're victims of spiritual abuses, and they've encountered in places of worship and through leaders who were supposed to shepherd them, but instead controlled them. Uh, They may have controlled them through fear, guilt. Guilt's a big one, people. And intimidation, which, by the way, is not God's way. We human beings are fragile creatures. Our hearts are breakable, and at times, so are our minds. And, you know, God has some pretty strong words to say about shepherds who don't treat people right. And let me just go there real quick in Ezekiel 34. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened. Nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth 
and no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord as I live, says the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more for I will deliver my flock from their mouths that they may no longer be food for them. Wow, that is a very uh, sobering word for shepherds. And I'll tell you this, my pastor at my church takes this scripture very seriously. Um. Very often we hear him say that God is going to require you uh, from my hands and I want to make sure that I'm following after uh, what the Lord says and how to treat the sheep. Look, and he takes it very, very seriously. And look, if you're in a church like that, then you're in a very, very safe place. But let me just say this on the side that God has some uh, pretty strong words to say to us, the sheep. It's not only the shepherds who have a responsibility. It's us, the sheep, who are responsible to treat one another right. Also, he says, he goes on to say uh, in verse 17, And as for you, O my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and goats. It is too little for you to have eaten up the good pasture that you must trod down with your feet the residue of the pasture, 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 and to have drunk of the clean waters that you must foul the residue with your feet. And as for my flock, they eat what you have trampled with your feet and they drink what you have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep because you have pushed with side and shoulder, butted all the weak ones with your horns and scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will establish one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. My servant, David, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant, David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken. Our religious freedom is not just dependent, not only dependent on our leaders, but the people that stand alongside them. And of course, we know the good shepherd uh, is Jesus Christ. But what if we aren't presented with the real Jesus? There are many false Christs in the world. Jesus even spoke about it in Matthew 24. But where is the real Jesus? Where can we find him? Where can we see the true picture of freedom that he came to give us? Uh, we already know we can't look to men. We must look into the pages of his beautiful story in the Bible. You know, many folks deny the sacredness of the Bible because they have no knowledge of its origins. And that's for a whole other podcast also. But mainly because Jesus has been misrepresented in the world and very much in the United States of America. In America, we've painted a distorted picture of who Jesus is and what faith is, and we need only look into the pages of the book that was inspired by the Spirit of God 
himself. And that, dear people, is the problem. We've stopped looking for God, stopped seeking him out for ourselves. And instead, we let leaders tell us and movies tell us and people tell us who Jesus is. And a lot of times we follow blindly into destruction. Look, we need to put the responsibility where it belongs, but we also need to take that responsibility for ourselves. My pastor says on a consistent basis, uh, don't take my word for it. You need to read the Bible for yourselves. And if I'm wrong, come and tell me. I love that. It makes for a very safe place. Hey, we're talking about freedom today and spiritual freedom at that. Well, let me tell you what freedom and spiritual freedom looks like to me. And this is a very personal uh, opinion. Um, What I'd like for you to do is just uh, take it from the Word of God. And again, this is my personal opinion. This is what I've lived out um, and been exposed to uh, for most of my life. And I've struggled in religious freedom uh, throughout the years. Um, Very different times. And I'll tell you, one of the most extraordinary experiences that I had with faith and religious freedom is when God put me into a time and a season in my life to where I really didn't know what I believed anymore. I had experienced many trials. I had lost many people that were dear to me uh, through death and different things like that. And I really began to question God and, and say, hey, God, who are you? You know, what I've been taught these different things and none of these things are working. And, you know, uh, during that time, I was going through a lot of physical issues in my body and praying and seeking God and, and all the things that I had been taught or the things that I learned in different avenues, um, looked like they were very contradictory to what my life experience was. And that was very hard for me to reconcile. And there are a lot of people and a lot of you out there that you've been through some experiences in your life and it's very hard for you to reconcile who you've been told God is with what those circumstances are. What what happens when you have a friend and they're dealing with cancer or you have a sister. I had a sister that had cancer and after a 10-year battle, she passed away. I thank God that she knew Jesus Christ and she's now in a great, great place of peace and in heaven with him. But what do you do when someone you love is experiencing something like cancer or some kind of some some kind of situation and you're praying and you're fasting and people are praying and they're agreeing and and all the things that you've read in the Bible about pray and agree and touch and agree and all these different things and nothing happens. You know, um we had an experience one time a long time ago that a friend in our church uh was dealing with cancer and had gone into remission and then it had come back and she was actually the day that she um went to heaven we were in the hospital and our pastor was there and we just began to ask him pastor what what do we do with this kind of stuff and he made a statement that i had never seen in the bible and it was the secret things belong to god as believers we've been um a trust has been committed to us, and that is the trust of faith. Until our dying breath, 
We will declare Jesus Christ and we will declare his resurrection and we will declare his healing power. And there are going to be times when things happen in our lives that just we can't reconcile with that truth. And that's when real faith really kicks in. That's when you need real faith. Well, at this moment in my life, during this time that I'm speaking about, I had come face to face with that. And I didn't know what I believed anymore, (laughs) to be honest with you. And God took me on a journey for several months to help me know what do I really believe. And what does religious freedom look like to me? Uh, It looks like a mask-free zone, which means, you know, we check our masks at the door and walk in the reality of a life of faith that's sometimes disappointing Uh, not easy to understand, and filled with questions. And look, let me tell you this. God can handle your questions. It's a sledgehammer zone, a place where we break down the walls of pretense and hypocrisy that so often is the face of our experience with religion and people of faith. And that's not a slam. I highly respect my brothers and sisters and leaders in faith who've held my hand and led me through some very tough waters. But this is simply to echo the statement of Paul in Galatians 3, 1 through 3. And this is in the message. You crazy Galatians, did someone put a hex on you? Have you taken leave of your senses? Something crazy has happened. For it's obvious that you no longer have the crucified Jesus in clear focus in your lives. His sacrifice on the cross was certainly set before you clearly enough. Let me put this question to you. How did your new life begin? Was it by working your heads off to please God? Or was it by responding to God's message to you? Are you going to continue this craziness? For only crazy people would think that they could complete by their own efforts what was given and begun by God. Excuse me, what was begun by God. If you weren't smart enough or strong enough to begin it, how do you suppose you could perfect it? Did you go through this whole painful learning process for nothing? It is not yet a total loss, but it certainly will be if you keep this up. Paul was talking about busting to pieces the lie that said, hey, it's up to us now that we've been born again to get ourselves through this. And it's not up to us. It's time to bust to pieces the lies we believe and tell ourselves about our experience with God that keeps us in a place of striving to earn his love and acceptance and striving to make something happen instead of walking in the freedom he purchased for us through his son, Jesus. We're talking about breaking down the walls that separate us from other people of faith and sometimes from our intimacy with God because we feel pressured or compelled to live up to a faith ideal that looks nothing like a life of faith lived out by the great cloud of witnesses in Hebrew 11. Look, I encourage you to read that chapter. So where are you? Are you tired and disappointed in navigating a perfect life of faith? Uh, Maybe things haven't gone like you expected and you don't know what to think or how to feel. Maybe you've prayed all the prayers you know to pray and still watched a loved one suffer or die, like what I was talking about a minute ago. We've had losses in our lives that we can't explain or reconcile with a loving God or what you might have been taught about him. 
Uh, Perhaps you follow all the rules of religion and you feel empty inside and weary from this battle we call life. Well, let me tell you, you've come to the right place today. I had an experience once with the Lord and and lately I've been thinking about this. It's very interesting to me and I want you to really think about this and ponder about this for the rest of the week because actually we're going to be with our families. We're going to be with family and friends uh, celebrating today. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Isn't it amazing that the institution that God um, chose to illustrate life with him and life period is the family. When God decided to show us his kingdom, he chose the family. When God decided to show us his instrument for life on planet earth, it was the family. It wasn't politics. It wasn't even religion. It wasn't a school system. It wasn't an entertainment system. It was the family system. And I'm telling you what, if we ponder that long enough, we'll see the true God and the true Jesus. Well, I was experiencing something and I was praying over some physical issues that I was having in my body. And I was using all the right formulas that were taught to, you know, to to say and believe and, and, and all these different things and, and um, you know, things like you don't, you only ask God once and then you thank him after that. All the different formulas, and I'm not saying they're bad. I know they were derived from the word of God, but in those circumstances in my life, I found myself begging and pleading and all these different things. And I thought, Lord, if you're my father, I shouldn't have to beg and give a formula for healing in my body. You're a loving father and you want to heal me. Let me tell you, when I started to shift my thinking and really look into the word of God for who my father is, it changed everything. It brought freedom to my mind. And when the freedom came to my mind, it came to my whole religious and spiritual experiences. And look, let me tell you, um, this is not a battle that we're, we've won instantly. We're going to continue to walk. We're going to continue to walk these things out. But I want to encourage you to come over to ChrissyHutchings.com where this is, this is my life. This is my ministry that I've put forth. You know, I've lived a lot of my life in fear and shame and intimidation. And, you know, over the past, I would say 10 to 15 years, really beginning to experience some spiritual freedom in my heart. Man, I walked a rough road uh, before that. But you know, what you'll find here on the podcast, what you'll find there is the Jesus of the Bible. And again, I don't know all there is to know about God. I open up my Bible and there he is. And I take from what from what I find there and share it here with you. Uh, this is a soft place to land. Uh, the truth at times, very hard and fast. Um, this is a space to grapple and wrestle with our deepest questions within a community of other people doing the same. Um, this is a place of understanding, empathy, and encouragement to keep the faith 
and to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You know, a lot of times all we can do is keep taking the next step. Uh, Also, you'll find here a swift boot when you're headed in the wrong direction. (laughs) And of course, you're going to find music here. Um, My life's work has been serving people with the gift of music and writing to encourage and help you live the revolution that is the love of God. I mean, that's the crux of everything. No matter where you are on your journey, seeking God, saved and running the race or in the home stretch, my call and the aim of our team here and the aim of this podcast is to hold up your arms, point you to Jesus, and let you know you're not alone in your struggles with faith. Uh, we're in good company with David and all those who've gone before us who trusted not in the rules, but on the mercy and grace of God. In fact, they were commended by God for their faith, and so are you. So here we want to come alongside you in your faith, and we invite your questions, your conflicts inside and out, and we'll discover the truth which Jesus said, I am the truth. You want to know truth? Look at Jesus. Um, You'll find comfort and encouragement in the music and the blog posts and the podcasts um, provided here. Our heart is to bring you hope and some tools to help you live a meaningful and yes, powerful life of faith to bring healing in the broken and disappointed places of your life and to live in the glorious, you guessed it, freedom of the love of God. That's what we're all about here at The Worship Life, living in the glorious freedom of the love of God and to say goodbye to striving and return to the simplicity that's in Christ in 2 Corinthians eleven three, and trust that you're loved and accepted completely. Our goal is to experience the joy and ecstasy of life with Christ, regardless of the circumstances that we face. And if you think that this would be the direction you want to take in your faith, then you're invited to come to ChrissyHutchings.com, sign up for the newsletter, come in to subscribe to all the podcasts and things like that. We're now on iTunes, um, Buzzsprout, and Google Play Music. So again, to wrap things up for today, this is a day to celebrate freedom. And what does freedom mean to you? Maybe it doesn't mean religious freedom. Maybe it means something else. I'd love to hear what it means to you and hear your comments. And so we want you to go out, make it a great day today. Have fun with your families. Swim. Be careful in the heat because it is scorching out there. Make sure you stay well hydrated, drinking lots of water, drinking your Powerades and and everything else. And have fun today. And remember to love, love, love those that are in your family and are closest to you. Have a great day. Happy 4th of July. And God bless America. See you next time on The Worship Life.